don't sneeze. Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 47. Okay, here we have it, episode 47, February 22nd, 2022, Row of Ducks, line them up. Thanks for joining me. I'm just getting over a little cold, so don't mind the nasaliness. So both kids had a cold last week, and I thought I was out of, clear out of the woods. I wouldn't get it. And over the weekend, about Friday, it started coming on, and now I'm getting better. So enough of me. Let's get into the craziness. Just when you think things can't get weirder with this Epstein-Maxwell saga, here it is at a Breitbart. Epstein's friend and alleged pedophile pimp found dead in French cell. Jean-Luc Brunel, 75, was discovered hanged at 1 a.m. Saturday morning in his cell by guards at Paris' La Sante prison. Brunel has been suspected of being part of disgraced billionaire Jeffrey Epstein's pedophilia ring and was accused by Virginia Gouffre of having supplied Epstein with more than, quote, quote, more than a thousand girls to sleep with. However, he allegedly killed himself while being held on remand and before his relationship with Epstein would have been discussed in the courtroom. Similar to when Epstein was found dead in 2019, there were no cameras to record Brunel's last moments, and interestingly, both men died in the same way before their trial, i.e. by hanging. The article goes on to say that he was not said to have been on suicide watch, and he did not have a cellmate who would have raised the alarm. Now first, what the hell is going on with this case? Last week, Prince Andrew settled for $12 million with her, and now this guy ends up hanged the same way Jeffrey Epstein died with no cameras in the cell and is dead. And has anyone seen uh, Alan Dershowitz? Because if somebody better keep an eye on that guy too. And again, very limited coverage from the mainstream media about this. Like, this doesn't baffle anyone's mind, or like, like only me. So whoever's handling this at the Department of Justice, this case, like no one's seeing, like they're sitting around a big desk, like no, like a group and nobody's like acknowledging that this happened the same way like Epstein died. I picture like a rookie investigator or whatever is at the DOJ and just like raises his hand and says, um, does this doesn't seem a little suspicious to anybody except me? Like, shouldn't we look into this a little more? <laughs> And probably the only thing that's going to come out of this is they're going to say they we've there was no foul play suspected or found of, and it's going to get swept under the rug, and then somebody else is going to end up hanging themselves, and it's just like they're going to keep doing it, and people are just going to okay, everyone is in, involved in this is going to end up dead, and it, they're just going to move on. They're not going to say anything. It's just going to fade into the wind, just like they're trying to do with the COVID lockdowns and everything and the vaccines. It's kind of just like. All the focus is on Russia and Ukraine now, and nobody's like acknowledging that, hey, we're going to like maybe sit back, take a look at what happened, maybe what we did wrong, maybe things can be done better. It's like, nope, just keep it moving. But that would mean people would have to be held accountable for stuff, and, and that, that's never going to happen. The, the government's never going to fess up to doing anything wrong. I picture Fauci and like the people from the CDC, Walensky, just like sitting there with their fingers crossed. Please let a war start in Russia. Please let a war start because that'll take all the attention away from like what's going on here. I can just picture them because he's been, Fauci's been, you know, laying very low now. All right, moving on. Let's cover this Russia Ukraine thing. Now, this thing is like a, just a oversold uh, nothing burger, I believe. See, when the mainstream media says invasion, everybody pictures like this big army just marching, moving along into, you know, Ukrainian borders with that borders Russia. And they're just like, that's it. We're invading and people are running and it's like, ah, it's totally not what's happening. 
so there's like two areas in Ukraine that border like with Russia that like want to like are pretty much Russian people and they would don't want don't mind being part of Russia. And basically Putin said, OK, we'll recognize you as a state. And then he brought in, quote unquote, peacekeeping troops. It's not like this mass invasion. Now Biden's like, we're imposing strict sanctions and look what I'm doing. But the only thing that whole, this whole thing is doing, it's tanking the stock, our stock market. Our stock market dropped like 600 today and then it like leveled off to like 300. But it's been dropping the past couple of days because of this cause nonsense. So now we had this crazy two years of pandemic and lockdowns and maskings and mandates and the whole world. We, you know, we went through this together and it seems like we're coming out now. Probably not the best time to get involved in some war skirmish with some other country. I don't know, just a hunch, you know? Maybe the better thing to do would be like focus on your own country and economy and see how it's going and really doing good audit of like what happened and like what what can we do now and, and, and make sure we get out of this and everybody's kind of, you know, back on their feet. Not just like, hey, look over there. The guy's invading over there. Let's get involved over there. It's like if you got into a car accident and you immediately got out of the car and you like decided to fight somebody. Because it's like, no, like you check your arms, make sure you're okay, see how you're doing, everything's there, and, and check out the car, not just like, hey, I'm just going to go fight somebody. It's ridiculous. But I guess the military industrial complex is uh, pretty jonesing for some money because, you know, they had to sit back for two years and watch Big Pharma raking all this dough, and now they're like, all right, my turn, my turn. Speaking of my turn, my turn, we have out of Daily News, New York Congressional Delegation asked FEMA for $1 billion for COVID-related costs. So now Chucky Schumer and crew are asking uh, FEMA for help because it states hospitals and other healthcare providers were forced to rapidly adjust their patient care operations at great expense. Uh, lawmakers expect the bill to come to more than $1 billion, the cost of COVID-related reimbursements for New York City's 11 public hospitals alone. Now, who's going to pay for this crap? Another billion dollars. I mean, these people are out of their mind. You close down all these businesses and you put restrictions on the hospitals, and now you're going to give them another, more money? But what I really think this is about is that he's just trying to make good with the hospitals and healthcare workers because Democrats are in trouble this uh, midterm and the next elections. They're really in trouble. Now they're just like, we'll get you money, we'll get you money, because that's what it is. It, 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 they're just now they're, they're, they're scrambling. They're just doling out money just so they can stay in office. And furthermore, the New York State is pretty much, you know, broke. That's why Chucky Schumer, the federal government's getting involved. The, the local, the state politicians aren't saying, oh, we're going to give you money. They have no money. They have to get it from the federal government. They're trying to keep New York afloat because it's their, it's their last, you know, big city that, that, you know, they ruined Detroit. They ruined California. They ruined Baltimore. All these democratically run cities are just destroyed because of them. And now they're just trying to prop New York up because, you know, people are noticing. People are really noticing. And I've said it in the past, the problem's going to start is when the red states start noticing that they're just propping up these democratic cities with federal money. And then it's just, it's only a matter of time that they say, hey, you're going to stop this and, and it's, it's going to get bad. And last but not least, let's send it off on a good note uh, at a Yahoo News uh, from HuffPost. Uh, two really is a lucky number for one baby born in North Carolina. 
Judah Grace was born at 2.22 a.m. on February 22, 2022, which also happens to be a Tuesday. Fittingly, little Judah came into the world in delivery room number two at Almance uh, Regional Medical Center. That's pretty cool, man. There is no reason anyone should miss that girl's birthday or forget about it at all, uh, especially on a day like today. At that time, crazy. So that's it for me for this episode. Thanks for joining me. Uh, this is a value for value podcast now. You can go to newpodcastapps.com and these are new apps where you can listen to podcasts that are value for value enabled and you can stream Satoshi's when you listen or boost. So check it out. It's a pretty good, cool new feature coming in. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony T. You can also reach me at staticpodcast.net. You can subscribe there or donate through PayPal. And thanks for joining me. I will see you next week.